Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, October 11th. What's up, Doc? On this date in 1960, The Bugs Bunny Show made its debut on ABC. On this date in 1991, Anita Hill accused then-Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas of sexually harassing her. Thomas called it a high-tech lynching. And on this date in 2002, former President Jimmy Carter received the Nobel Peace Prize. And here's your Wednesday morning trivia. Today's date also marked the premiere of NBC's Saturday Night Live. What did the group of comedians go by on that first show when the announcer Don Pardo introduced them? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's check in on your first alert weather forecast. And good Wednesday morning. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovide. Starting out already with a lot of clouds out there. and We won't see much, if any, in the way of sunshine today. A little bit cool early on in the 60s. We'll go through the 70s. Hit a high in the upper 70s, close to 80 degrees this afternoon with the mainly cloudy sky. Now, once we get into this evening, rain chance will start. And that rain will pick up in intensity a bit overnight. And tomorrow morning's commute looks pretty messy. So we have issued a first alert weather day. Just want you to be prepared for that very wet weather early tomorrow morning. Tomorrow after afternoon 69 degrees so a cooler day tomorrow then we start to warm back up still a few showers possible friday into saturday you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines right now the south carolina highway patrol is renewing its call for answers in a deadly hit and run crash it happened over the weekend on i-26 Highway Patrol says that crash happened Saturday night just before 8 o'clock in the westbound lanes of I-26 near mile marker 204. That's about a mile from the U.S. Highway 78 exit. Now, officials tell us a pedestrian was hit and killed by what troopers believe was a 2014 to 2017 model of the Honda Odyssey minivan. Here is a look at what they believe that minivan looks like. Troopers are working to figure out what color the car is, but they say they believe there is damage to the undercarriage. Anyone with information on who the driver might be is asked to leave an anonymous tip by calling the South Carolina Highway Patrol. The number is 843-953-6010. A man is still recovering from injuries and he's searching for justice more than a month after being hit by a car in downtown Charleston. And we do want to warn you, this video may be hard to watch. You can see the incident right here on your screen. The man, Chris, asked that his last name not be shared. He says he was crossing the meeting and Mary Street intersection on September 4th around 2 a.m. when a car turned and hit him. Chris says as cars passed him lying in the middle of the road, he briefly lost his faith in humanity there were also several cars that went by me which was probably the scariest part because no one stopped to help or anything i couldn't move my leg so i you know basically dragged myself onto a sidewalk um at which point you know a police officer that was driving by saw me An incident report from the Charleston Police Department does say that Chris crossed that intersection while the crosswalk sign read, do not walk. Chris was left with a tibial plateau fracture in his left leg from that incident. New safety measures and security are coming to West Ashley Park following a shooting during a soccer game this week. Charleston police responded near the park off Glen McConnell Parkway around 8 p.m. on Monday. They found a 16-year-old who'd been shot. Families who were there during the shooting tell us the games and activities were interrupted by foghorns alerting people to get off the field. 
In a statement, Charleston City spokesman Jack O'Toole says the mayor is working closely with the, uh, the Charleston Police Department and the Parks Department to bring an increased police presence and some more lighting to the area. That park is still open to the public. After a swift and unanimous vote, the Charleston Police Department officially has its next leader. Charleston City Council confirmed Cheeto Walker as the city's new chief of police. Mayor John Tecklenburg nominated Walker for that position last week. Walker was serving in the interim role following the passing of former Chief Luther Reynolds. Walker started with the Charleston Police Department back in 2000, working as a patrolman, detective, and member of the SWAT team. This week is Fire Prevention Week, and firefighters right here in the Lowcountry are working to make sure kids of all ages know proper fire safety procedures. This year's campaign theme is Cooking Safety. Officials say cooking fires are the leading cause of U.S. home fires and home fire injuries. Firefighters and folks from the American Red Cross are urging you to sit down with your family and discuss your fire safety plan. Practice your two-minute home fire escape and test your smoke alarms to stay safe from the nation's most frequent disaster. The North Charleston Fire Department is teaming up with the National Fire Protection Association to help teach fire safety to everyone. They're holding a fire safety fest this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Kids will have the chance to explore fire trucks, see some live demonstrations, and even take part in an obstacle course. It'll be at the North Charleston Fire Museum, and it's free for everyone to attend. Cape Romaine National Wildlife Refuge in Awanda is getting $5 million of federal funding to purchase nearly 450 acres of additional land. Melissa Rademacher took a visit to the refuge and shares what this purchase will mean for its work. Cape Romaine hosts more than 290 species of birds and offers miles of walking trails to nature lovers, but its barrier islands are only accessible by boat. People can pull up to the public dock or pay a ferry to visit Bulls Island where alligators, egrets, and a variety of ducks make their home. Refuge keepers say, unfortunately, they are watching the islands suffer from more and more erosion every year. So they are particularly excited to add nearly 450 acres of mainland to their refuge. The federal funding will pay for a tract of land near Onda that, when opened, will offer trails, hunting, fishing, and education opportunities to people right down the road from Charleston. With the threats happening with development and habitat fragmentation and sea level rise, any additional lands that we can conserve are going to be beneficial. We do what we do for the wildlife, for the habitats, and for people to enjoy, but we also do it for future generations to enjoy. Cape Romaine's islands are currently open to the public during daytime visiting hours. And when opened, the mainland track will offer a similar option. Refuge keepers ask that people look through the rules before planning a visit to the land that the wildlife call home. In Ondaw, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. The death toll in Israel is now above 1,000. The Palestinian officials say close to 900 Gaza residents have died in retaliatory airstrikes. On day four of the war that followed initial attack, Hamas continued to launch rockets into Israel, many intercepted by the Iron Dome defense system. Israel says it's destroying weapons, storage, and infrastructure used by Hamas, which is designated a terrorist group by the U.S. Vowing the U.S. will stand with Israel, President Joe Biden called the Hamas attacks an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered, not just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered using their bodies to try to protect their children. 
The Biden administration says 20 or more Americans remain unaccounted for. It's unclear how many of them are being held hostage. Officials say a carrier strike group has arrived in the far eastern Mediterranean to serve as a deterrent to prevent other nations from entering the conflict. And South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster spoke about the violence, saying in part, in warfare, that's one thing, but this is not warfare. This is the slaughter of innocent people, and it must be condemned. It must be stopped. It must be obliterated. U.S. Senator Tim Scott delivered a speech at a campaign event in Washington, D.C., and that's where he spoke about Hamas's attacks on Israel. Scott condoned the attacks as, quote, inhumane, unbelievable atrocities. He says America must always stand and mourn with its allies in Israel. Scott continued saying that while Hamas carried out the attacks, President Joe Biden was complicit. While Hamas carried out these attacks, Joe Biden has blood on his hands. His weakness invited the attack. His cash giveaways to Iran helped fund terrorism. And after the attack, his administration suggested that Israel just stand down. It's a disgrace. Scott went on to say the violent acts deserve, quote, nothing less than the full measure of justice. He says the U.S. has to step in to prevent the aggression rather than simply condemning it. A government shutdown is looming. Israel is at war and Congress is largely unable to help. House Republicans say they hope to change that today. Amy Kiley previews the planned vote for House Speaker. Israel's war against Hamas. Our enemies view it as an opportunity and our allies worry. Is adding to the pressure on House Republicans to choose the next speaker. They're set to vote behind closed doors today. First on the agenda is a proposed rule change. It would ensure a candidate has enough support to take the gavel before a floor vote. That's after it took 15 rounds to elect the previous speaker, Kevin McCarthy. I think we got to get 217 votes to go to the floor. After that, Republicans hope to pick a new speaker. Two men are vying for the job as a government shutdown looms. Representative Jim Jordan proposes a long-term stopgap funding bill with spending cuts. we got to help Israel, that's for sure. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise says he wants to get Senate Democrats to negotiate. What people have really liked about my approach is that I've been a unifier. It's unclear if either candidate has enough support to get elected. As for McCarthy, he says he'll back whichever nominee gets party support. And the man who led his ouster seems ready to go easier on the next speaker. I'm very confident that uh, both of these men would represent an upgrade over Speaker McCarthy. I'm Amy Kiley, Live 5 News. Amid the search for the next House Speaker, South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace donned a red A on her shirt, saying her vote to oust former Speaker Kevin McCarthy left her feeling, quote, demonized on Capitol Hill. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. I'm here to let the rest of the world know and the country know I'm on the side of the people. I'm not on the side of the establishment. And I'm going to do the right thing every single time, no matter the consequences. And Mace was referencing the novel, The Scarlet Letter, where the main character had to wear a red A after becoming pregnant out of wedlock. Mace was one of eight Republicans and the only woman to vote to oust McCarthy. She continues to defend her decision despite criticism from her colleagues. As Republican representatives Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise duke it out for the House Speaker role, congressional Democrats have a different idea. They've nominated Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries. 
The nomination is, of course, largely symbolic since the Democrats don't control the chamber. Jeffries would need a handful of Republicans to cross the aisle to get the necessary votes. That's even more unlikely days after zero Democrats split from their party to save former Speaker Kevin McCarthy from getting ousted. Today, our nation's highest court will discuss the question of who represents South Carolinians on Capitol Hill. Supreme Court justices will hear arguments in a case that challenges the state's congressional map, claiming it discriminates against black voters. Civil rights groups claim the Republican-dominated state legislature unlawfully made the first congressional district Republican-friendly by packing Democratic-leaning black voters into the 6th district. Republican leaders at the State House claim politics was the motivating factor in redrawing these lines, not race. Both parties have requested the Supreme Court rule by January 1st of next year. At the top of the show, I told you that Saturday Night Live premiered on this date in 1975. The show featured stars like John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, and Gilda Radner. Remember how they were collectively introduced? They were known as the not ready for primetime players. One more piece of trivia, announcer Don Pardo actually reversed two of the words on that first episode, calling them the not-for-ready primetime players. Celebrating birthdays this Wednesday, singer Daryl Hall of Hall & Oates is 77, MTV VJ Mark Goodman is 71, actor David Morse is 70, and rapper Cardi B is 31. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. Hope you have a great hump day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.